I actually quite enjoy the Punisher tournament in, in general, and even just it's the great fun to watch. Background. It's really, really good to watch, especially because you can see it from the streamers' perspectives as well. Exactly, right? exactly. Even if you don't watch the main channel, yeah, yeah, it's it's really good for that. But I'm interested to see how the vibe is different when people are playing on dedicated servers against only other streamers versus the first one, which was just like a full-on melee free-for-all. <laughs> Anyone can join. Literally the entire community just turns up wearing the best armor and gear they can just to go in and just like wreck on people. <laughs> it was, I don't know, it's going to be different because I quite enjoyed that about the first one. It made it really, really tough for the people who were participating because, you know, the community came out in force just to, you know, get as many, many geared players into factory as possible. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on development of the game, patch notes analysis, data crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I dabble in content creation, uh, live streaming, and video editing. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber bringing mainly beginner and intermediate guides to help players improve their gameplay, knowledge, and confidence. And today, we're joined by Shifty, who I will let introduce himself. So I'm Shifty. I'm an Escape from Tarkov Twitch streamer and tournament organizer um, and dog tag extraordinaire. So uh, I'm here today to, I believe, talk a bit about tournaments and uh, the general state of Tarkov as it is. But I'm sure they'll tell me what topics to talk about and I'll just waffle on as always. (laughs) Exactly. And welcome to the show. Thank you. So how's everyone been? How's everyone's weeks? Good. Pretty good. My work week finished approximately 20 minutes ago as I got out of my car from screaming home from work because it ran late. <laughs> I was doing a uh, a Zoom call with 100 old age pensioners that were talking about golf. So um, That's that ran uh, over an hour late. So uh, it's been it's been a long week. <laughs> How about you, Church? What's been going on? Nothing uh, much, man. You know, a little bit of Tarkov, a little bit of... Um... Being outside in the sun, working oh on furniture, and I'm so pale that the sun just absolutely destroys me. So I turn into like a lobster, and but yeah, I got I got a little red tint going on. It's not makeup quality for the the show or anything. <laughs> Other than that, it's been good. It's been good. Cool. Yeah. No, it's been uh, been been solid for me. I've not really had a, a great deal of time to actually play that much EFT. Honestly, I've been working on a uh, a video about Factory, which I think is probably quite well timed given the mm-hmm. whole Punisher tournament so it kind of like links in quite well with what we want to talk about today in um in general but it's kind of the the continuation of the aggressive play style that we've been talking about across the last couple of weeks um and uh yeah trying to trying to become you know trying to become better at the game um yeah so i mean in terms of in terms of new stuff was there anything like that you wanted to bring up first just like we usually do just chat about like yeah, new things that are that are being added. Um, I mean, there's there's one there's a couple of little points that I had tonight, which is the yeah, sure, go for it. Leaks, well, not leaks, but I guess it's you know, battle states sort of like pre-announcements of various things, um, mm-hmm. weapons-wise, being the scar. Yeah, that looks um, awesome. I did see that? Yeah, I didn't see the two variants. I think it's only the scar H, right? I'm not like I'm as I've said previously, I'm not like a mega guns expert, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's the, the scar H, which is like the uh, Seven six two fifty one version, right? The the heavy the heavy scar rather yeah. than like the five five six version of the scar. Um, so I don't know whether it's both or whether it's just the one. I think it's just the the eight version. Was, it looks like just the one. 
but yeah. it does look like they're obviously going to do the standard thing of bringing different length barrels etc which potentially would make it into the other versions of the scar because from what mm. i know there's two different types of scar there's a, a more of a dmm dmr style scar that is uh got a longer barrel that is more for uh, obviously marksman shooting uh, and a shorter barrel version which is the kind of assault rifle that we all know so i mean i kind of feel like um it's it's going to be interesting to see what variants and what attachments they bring to kind of match them um, but i kind of feel like it's going to be quite like the sa58 in in some respects yeah yeah i think i agree with that i think the one interesting thing is like again like every time one of these things appears i end up sort of like dabbling and looking into it and that kind of thing because <laughs> like because the mdr is kind of similar from what i've read anyway in that you know it's like interchangeable barrels and all this kind of stuff but because of the way that it's implemented in eft it's kind of right. interesting how like the mdr is two separate weapons, right? You've got the 5.56 MDR and the 308 MDR, which are actually completely different guns in EFT because the gun begins, like obviously in real life, right? All the parts just fit together. It doesn't really matter what, but like in the way that it's constructed in the game, you have to start with something and you start with that whole like trigger assembly thing, which does does need to be replaced, I believe, for the um, if you're firing the larger caliber. Mm. And so that's why they end up not being interchangeable in any way, even though that's kind of like one of the MDR's things, you know what I mean? So yeah. maybe they will, I, I feel like they might go down the same route just because of the way that it's implemented. You might end up with the 556 scar, like, you know, lower base red piece and the same thing for the 308 version, which kind of has that um, enhanced trigger assembly that allows it to fire that, the higher caliber. Um, I yeah, think I, that's probably I, the way it will go. Chat is saying that the only mags that they've shown for the gun are the uh, 762 by 51 round mm, magazine. Yeah. So uh, that kind of leads me to believe that they are potentially only bringing the one type. But I think it'll be an incredibly strong gun in the lineup, ignoring all of the real life side of uh, of of the weapon, etc., and what it's like to actually use realistically. I kind of feel that the 762 by 51 ammo range is huge right now, and uh, I feel like it's it's going to be an incredibly strong gun for the game in general and could actually become one of the new metas as such for uh, a lot of maps because of its versatility yeah i mean yeah that that ammo class is just insane i mean i'd like the mdr for a while because of the uh because of the ammo and it's full auto there's only two there's only two right it's like the uh sc58 and um mm-hmm. and uh and the mdr that actually fire on full auto MDR, so this, would be, yeah. this would be another one right yeah. it'd be interesting to see how many uh, how much ammo you can put in the mags because that's the difference isn't it because the sa58 mm. kicks like a mule but it has a 50 round mag whereas the mdr is incredibly accurate but only has a 20 round mag mm-hmm. but a good fast fire rate so it might be that they nerf the gun slightly by only allowing x amount of bullets in a in a magazine yeah we're just gonna have to see and see see how modular it is maybe it'll be slightly lighter than the uh than the foul copy and, and stuff like that um We'll have to see. I, I actually am kind of sad that they're not introducing... Well, if they don't introduce the 5.56 version, because it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, actually, there really aren't that many 5.56 weapons yeah. in Tarkov. There's hardly any. Like, <laughs> It's kind of strange for such a you know ubiquitous uh, ammo type. But I, I suppose it is a Russian game after all. So you kind of have to... Uh, you know, I think they the might setting. do what they did with the MDRs, how they, like you were saying, they had like the black one... And it, which is the 308 and then the brown one which is like the 556 but in the screenshots though they had they showed like a black one with like the cac 20 round mag in it and then they showed a brown one of also the cac 20 round in it which is like for the 308 so i don't know if that was like just a slip up but i would suspect they would go how they normally do given the trend of the 
MDRs, but who knows? I mean, maybe they'll do something new where you could change the barrel when you're mining I'm expecting it. a 40-round mag, personally. I'm expecting it to, to be similar to some of the M4 mags, because that's, from what my perspective, that's kind of what it's like in uh, real life, is the 30-40 round mags do exist, and I kind of feel like that would be a good side of it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of how do you how do you um, balance that as such? How do you balance that against the fact that you you know full auto? It's quite fast firing from what I remember. So um, it's how do you balance that and and not break the game as such? But yeah. um, I, I I'm really excited for a couple of new guns to be honest because I have sure. felt that recently the ones that they brought out have not been uh, my favorite of weapons. I know the Vector is a, a lot of people's favorite and has, has dominated the meta uh, field early game. Uh, and now that we're kind of getting towards the late wipe scenario, I know that a lot of people are swapping it out for HKs and, and other weapons that they've got the money to. I kind of feel like um, there hasn't been a, a gun that's really riveted the late game of uh, of Tarkov in a while. Um, and I feel like the Vector, although it is great, I feel that now everyone's running level 6 armors, etc. Actually, it's just another uh, Val gamer, isn't it? It's just somebody that's got incredibly fast fire rate and actually... Um, doesn't do as well as some of the uh, the beefier guns um, when you're going into those high leveled PvP situations. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we shall see. It's no M61 at any rate. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I yeah, I'm actually really interested in like the uh, the tournament metas, you know, because I remember the Punisher Part Two. HKs, 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 HKs. I can't say the word HK enough. Everybody in my tournaments runs HKs. It is a joke. Because in the Punisher one, I think the MP7 was like really popular. Or, or anyone so we, that? we saw a few How MP7s much? on Shoreline when we did the amount when we did it on Shoreline, and a few people said that they felt that MP7s were good if their ping was slightly higher. It gave them mm. an advantage, but genuinely, it's it's HKs or SA58s with uh, thirty round mags. That seems to be the where everybody goes and gears with, and then they change to the vectors when they've lost too many of those guns and they feel <laughs> that they want to uh, tone down their gear sets a bit. Well, sort of, sort of give us like the breakdown. Like, how do you set up the tournament rules? Like, what's your thought process behind that? Because obviously, you want to have something that's entertaining. <laughs> But you want to have something so, where it's competitive it's, as well. It's really, really, really difficult. And I don't. I'm anything that I say. I'm, please take it. I'm not speaking ill as to any competitions or tournaments that are out mm-hmm. there. Um, and I know that there's a lot of tournaments that have a lot of different rule styles that I've looked and watched and learned from, and to try and come up with the the face of tournaments. But effectively, from my perspective as a viewer, there's nothing more infuriating than sitting down and watching somebody take a Mosin to customs and shoot a scav from over 200 meters to get a headshot and it, those kind of objective based tournaments for me are really dull to watch and hard to follow because you're not mm. watching the same people over and over again now I know that Evasion have done some really interesting things where they've done um, face-offs as such between two groups so you watch their perspective at all times and they keep track of what people are up to and so it's a bit more interesting because you can follow their progress but at the same time, you're just watching someone play Tarkov and, you know, what they're sure. trying to do isn't always is the best. So from my perspective, I tried to create a tournament that um, I felt was really interesting to watch, but quite exhilarating to play in. And it is quite mm. punishing to play in as well. So um, we've, we've done a few different variants. And the first way we looked at it was originally um, you were allowed to go in and do as many raids as you like, but you only got scored on your three highest raids. The idea being that 
you were able to kind of level your bad raids with your good raids, and so you only right. got the three highest raids. But the audience never, ever, ever understood what they were doing. And so they'd always get really excited when Giga Weave came out with four kills, but he was one point lower than his three highest raids. And so those points were just useless and wasted points. I and what see. we found were people were staying in raids for a lot, lot longer trying to eke out the points because they wanted to try and beat their previous ones. So it, it led for quite confusing rule sets. And we found that the majority of people, especially with a few language barriers and getting people involved from Sweden and places like that, that actually it was more beneficial just to change our competition to an all-out um, free-for-all. So essentially what we've developed now, which seems to be the preferred method for 90% of our viewers and competitors, is essentially you get scored on every single raid that you go in. And uh, the rule sets are always based on PvP, PvE, looting, and extraction. So you get bonus points for playing the game properly in terms of getting in, getting kills, looting specific items and extracting, gotcha. surviving to try and keep the Tarkov element in there and avoid yeah. the kind of Call of Duty gunplay. Um, but it also means that people that aren't necessarily the best PVPers in the world have a mm -hmm. chance to actually compete at the highest level against some of these people and show off the fact that they've got incredible map knowledge. They can go find these items, they can find these scavs, they can find the scav boss, and they can kill PvE and loot and still get similar points to the people that just want to go straight to dorms and run and gun, if that makes sense. Yeah, so we tried to develop the tournament around everybody's individual play styles and keep it as entertaining as possible for the audience. And one of the ways that we can obviously do that is by ensuring that we try and get as much coverage and as much action as possible. So we're back to your question as to how we come up with the the, the way that we create mm -hmm. the rules, etc. Is when people sign up for face-off tournaments, they are asked what map they would like to compete on. And when we get to closing the signups, we take the map that's voted, uh, got the most votes, and that's how we choose what map. And then I look at that map and say, right, how do I manage to get everybody to go to one location or a series of locations to try and increase the amount of PvP possible? because everyone in our tournaments plays on one server, one lobby. So we actually get 90% of our players running up against each other at raid after raid. So we can literally watch, for instance, Gigabeef go in and kill Church, and then we change to, sorry, go in and get killed by Church. We then change to Church's perspective and see him get killed by somebody else. And you can leapfrog through people's streams That's as really and when cool. they kill people or as and when they get killed to see the other perspectives. So it allows for a lot more of a, a viewer interaction and, and, yeah. and some incredible moments. I think in the last competition, in the solos comp, we had um, within the space of two minutes, we had five people individually kill one after the other. And we jumped through each one and each we saw each kill as it happened or each death as it happened and then moved to the next perspective and saw the next perspective. And so from my point of view as a tournament organizer, I managed to make that happen by saying, uh, this specific map was customs, so you got two points for getting the machinery key. Now, anyone that knows the game knows where the machinery key spawns in dorms, so that's where they headed. So immediately, you've got all of these players going into the map and knowing that there's two points, potentially eight points, in that coat in dorms. Why not go and try and get it? So they all run to that area, and then we get to watch the PvP and carnage that follows, and the victor takes the spoils. So um, it's it's kind of looking at the map and trying to work out how we can make sure that people go to specific places without making it boring and while keeping it interactive and uh, true to the Tarkov survival nature. I think it's yeah. a really cool way of looking at it. It's good. I mean, 
you know, I I played like in the first the first iterations, which I think were still pre- pretty close to the way you do it now, to be honest. And like I remember distinctly going onto customs and there being the unknown key as part of the the loophole, yeah. um, as well as you know slayers and that kind of thing. So people kind of gravitate towards that crack house, the you know the gap between uh, the one side of the map and and uh, kind of elbow that kind of area. Um, and it's like it's 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 really good. It is. It's a great way of getting people all in one place, especially on the maps that aren't factory. Because I think that's something that plays into the hands of like the Punisher tournament. And obviously the Labs tournament was a bit different, right? Because that's like a proper PvP tournament. And yeah, factory one is definitely too, but like it's so small. It's such a PvP oriented map anyway. With so few people as well. Yeah, I think like you do need to think about a way to make the other maps work, which I think you've done quite well, um, which is what I quite like. Because like, and the one, the one thing that, hit me about it and like i know that you can't say anything about it but i'm not a tournament organizer so i can uh, i can say what i like about it and there's um i think it was the the rivals one which had like the the crazy crazy setup with all of you know the bingo cards and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and um i like logged in and watched it for like an hour and i i couldn't really understand what was going on i didn't really know what people were trying to do there were people in like tree like trios but because everyone because it was most efficient to split up the tasks and do them separately you end up watching three people in the same team on voice comms not speaking to each other and i was like i actually just stopped watching it because i was like this is for me this isn't really that interesting um and so I like I I would yeah, completely I, I, agree. I, that was that was one of the sources I was talking about because the, the, that was that's the viewer issue is the the players might well be enjoying themselves and competing, but that's only half the battle when it comes to a tournament. Actually, you might have eighteen people playing in a tournament, but you have a couple of hundred people, if not thousands, of people watching it. So mm-hmm. actually, it's got to be more of a spectator sport than it is a, a a competing sport. And although there's the the opportunity to add competitive elements, my issue with the the with with that specific tournament was the fact that it was so, one, really hard to follow. Two, one of the commentators had only played Tarkov once a week before, and so was constantly asking dumb questions, which might seem okay to some of the newer viewers, but for hardcore players like ourselves, etc., and for people that know the game, actually what he was asking was detrimental to what was happening on screen because they were busy trying to explain something and missed the action as it was happening. And then for free, they had obviously Sigma joining them for that, and I, I just kind of felt that Sigma ended up holding their hand through the tournament process, um, almost as if they they expected to come to Tarkov and do a Twitch Rivals Tarkov. Now, if you go and watch the Twitch Rivals League of Legends, or if you go watch the CSGO or any of the other Twitch Rivals, they're incredibly good because they're very cut and dry games. You can learn those games very quickly. And it's a run and gun action. Tarkov has got so much depth to it. Actually, their downfall was trying to do too much in that tournament mm. and making it far too complicated. Yeah, one interesting thing about that actually is it's uh, it's funny that you said that because I I wouldn't have brought this up before, but um, well, given that you've said it, you've reminded me. In that um, I used to play a lot of Dota two, and before playing or before moving on to PUBG and then and Tarkov afterwards, and um, Dota actually used to have separate casts for new players and experienced players. So you'd have like the regular cast, but that a lot that. of the tournaments will actually run a new player's yeah. cast alongside where things are being explained and that kind of stuff and. That's really the way that you want to go with that kind of thing. If you want to cater to new players, that a lot of tournaments just don't cater to new players and they just run them as if, you know, they're actual sporting events or something, right? Where you assume that people know what's going on. But if you do want to cater, mm. you really do have to segregate that, I think, and split it up into a separate stream because the viewer experience is so different for somebody who knows, you know, the game in and out and is watching people play at the highest level and can appreciate what's happening without being told versus somebody who's like, oh, you know, this is really great because of this, that, and the other, or this is, you know, normal people can't do this or, or, or that kind of thing. It's, um, yeah, it's a very, very different experience, but, um, 
You also have the player replay. So one thing they're missing from Twitch Rival is an instant replay function. Now, we all know that streamers out there know how to do it and know that they can add it in there. But the production value on some of these competitions are actually incredibly low from the point of view of when you consider when you watch League of Legends or something along those lines, they will actually bring back a play-by-play and a breakdown Mm. of what happens. And so although during the actual live thing, the commentators are talking really, really quickly and they're going through and they're talking about everything that's happening and you see that person kill that person, that person (laughs) kill that person, it's really hard to follow along, but they get through it. Then they're able to take that and break it down at the end of the game and say, this was the real game-changing moment when this team did this and you can see that this person comes up from behind, they use their teleport and they actually explain it and break it down for the people afterwards so they can see why it was such a game-changing moment. So I kind of feel like those production values on Tarkov are completely missing. And it might very well be something to do with BSG in the way that we've got literally no replay functions and, and it's very difficult to uh, to do stuff. And me knowing from a live event perspective, um, if you wanted to capture and try and redo those situations, if you didn't catch it on the live stream, you need to be recording every single individual perspective, which gets mm-hmm. incredibly difficult when they're not in a live tournament situation because mm-hmm. you don't have their PCs there. You're trying to do it all over the internet. So actually, I think that part of the issue potentially is the fact that the esports scenes for Tarkov hasn't got to a point yet where any one person or any one organization is actually able to deliver a full esports experience. And I know that people have come close and I know people are trying like myself and Evasion and, and all the other competitions and tournaments out there. I mean, there's hundreds. There's one tomorrow in from uh, the Swedish esports teams. Uh, there's mine on Sunday. You've got Evasion that overlaps both of them. There's tons of competitions out there. But the issue that we have and the issue that I have is everything that I do for my tournament, I do myself. And I have a team of mods that help me on the day. Um, but all of the manpower is done by myself. So I've got a full-time job. I've got a young son and I've got my stream as well. Um, and I've put a lot of effort into my tournaments and I've probably got one of the best backend systems in the, the entire thing. So um, separate to the Pestili taking advantage of uh, BSG, I now have live um, a, a live webpage where you can go on and see exactly what everybody's doing on their scorecards. So you can see how many players if they've killed you can get live reports. You can literally see the entire back end of the system live, including leaderboards, the works. And I've done that through perseverance and trying to get it set up to a, a good level. But the amount of investment of time and labor that's gone into that is months and months of work. And mm-hmm. the, the issue that you have is that is pure time based. But I don't have the hardware to be able to do what I want to do with my competitions and tournaments. And once I'm able to upgrade my PC, then you'll see a dramatic increase <laughs> in the amount of people I can have in tournaments. And the amount of quality that's in there but i mean god if you you got me to do this with the company that i actually am a manager at if we were doing this as a paid job then i would be able to produce the best damn tournament you've ever ever seen because i'd have all of the hardware to do it and i actually have professional streaming software and professional um machines that we use essentially to to be able to do that and provide live instant action replays and actually have commentators in a commentator booth and do the whole nine yards but the issue is finance so actually i think that what bsg are doing in a tournament scene and this is my opinion um is actually they're dipping their water their their feet into the water while they're it's in alpha essentially while the game's not released and they're letting pestilly do it and giving a big prize pool but i'm really sorry if you watch the punisher tournament it's absolute garbage like pestilly does a great job of keeping up with it but they have 50 people competing and you only see the top 10 players that you don't really get through the majority of the people in there. 
And the way they do it is they literally open a new tab, click on a link, and load their Twitch stream. Like, I'm sorry, but that is completely unacceptable. For something that's giving out the best part of 50 grand in prize money, my tournament's fucking better than that. I am damn right sure that my tournament is, is, is so much better than that. But I don't have any of the backing or the commitment from BSG to be able to do it. I'm having to do it all off my own back. So I kind of feel that actually, although they're, they're putting effort in with the Punisher tournament, and I think Pestilly does a great job and is the right person to do it, I feel that actually what he needs is a proper back-end support system from technicians that actually run the tournament so that he can comment- uh, concentrate on commentating and actually running it from the viewer's perspective rather than having to click and change perspectives himself. I mean, that's the biggest detriment in that competition. See, I think like this is kind of why I was excited to talk to you about it, even though I know that it's like a harsh appraisal of the of the scene. But this is because it's 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 new, right? BSG never intended Tarkov to be an esport, really. No. And um it's kind of gone that way because people love the game and get good at it, right? And they're they're I think they're sort of semi on board with the way that it's going and it's a, it's an organic thing for them but as an as an event like i would ha- i wouldn't know where to start really right? i'd have to start from scratch but as an events organizer right you already know what is possible so you kind of know like what you would like it to be like at the end um because you, it's because what is what you do yeah. for a living and it's so what i'm working like, towards yeah and so it's kind of like you know like how you want like how you would want it to look if you were running like the biggest tournaments, or whatever. You kind of need to like you kind of need to do like a JV with Pestley or something. Like, bring, like just get him to like you know use your the company that you work for to like. Run I would a, love like, a to do something, something like that. Like, imagine how do you even talk to him? That's the that's the point. I, I mean, you've got us down here in our Twitch level, and you've got the people above us, and then you've got him who's in the top top naught point one naught point naught one percent of streamers. I, I mean, he gets probably a thousand solicitations a day to be talked to um so it's, maybe it's... for something so specific i don't know but anyway that's like that's that's kind of um that's kind of a different a uh, different topic i guess but uh yeah i mean my hope and dream is that one day bsg will actually recognize what i'm doing and in fairness um we've got a lot of the ambassadors that compete in the competition and they're incredibly nice people and they get involved um and i kind of feel that um the more that we do our competitions, so we do a tournament every two weeks, a solos, then a doubles, then a solos, then a doubles. So the more competitions we do, the more support we get, the more viewers we gain, the more hype we get, the closer we get to being actually a, a, a you know a at home brand in the uh, Tarkov tournament se- uh, section. Um, and the more I feel that actually we'll be able to grow. And uh, I've definitely one thing that I'm really proud of. Um, and I'm sure there's people out there that have watched quite a few of the tournaments is the fact that with every single one, we introduce something new and we improve. So um, we're, we're literally trying to pave the way and do stuff before other people do them. Um, and it's like we we were doing the uh, the live player facts on screen before Evasion did them. We've been doing live leaderboards for a, since pretty much the second tournament. And we've also been doing... Uh, so we now have the uh, the live website to to match the Punisher tournament, where you're able to see how many PMCs that someone's killed, how many scavs they've killed, how many tournament players. You literally get a full breakdown of all of the uh, players' statistics. That's just at the uh, touch of the button. So our biggest aims are to help streamers grow and also to to get ourselves on on top as one of the best tournament providers in Tarkov and keep them open to everyone. So although there's an application process, we have players from. Uh, that are Twitch streamers and that aren't Twitch streamers. So we make sure that anyone is able to apply for our tournaments, regardless of how big they are on Twitch or not. Um, Our only stipulation is that you don't have to be a Twitch streamer, but you have to be able to stream on Twitch. 
and that's purely so that we're able to watch it and enjoy the spectator sport of it. So um, that's the motto that we always try and champion. Um, and I feel like we've um, we've definitely gone a long way to try and uh, make sure that we can involve as many people as we can, regardless of their station. What do you think about the whole private service thing for BSG? Because this upcoming Punisher tournament, which I actually quite enjoy the Punisher tournament in, in general, and even just it's the great fun to watch. background. It's really, really good to watch. Especially because you can see it from the streamer's perspectives as well. Exactly, right? like, exactly. Even if you don't watch the main channel. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good for that. But I'm interested to see how the vibe is different when people are playing on dedicated servers against only other streamers versus the first one, which was just like a full-on melee free-for-all. <laughs> Anyone can join. Literally the entire community just turns up wearing the best armor and gear they can just to go in and just like wreck on people. <laughs> it was, I don't know, it's going to be different because I quite enjoyed that about the first one. It made it really, really tough for the people who were participating because, you know, the community came out in force just to, you know, get as many many geared players into factory as possible and in some ways i feel like it i don't know whether it's i don't know i i feel like maybe think, it would I, be better you've answered your own question because the uh the if you compare punisher one to punisher two now ignore the fact that they were on different maps with raiders etc etc essentially punisher one the players although some of them really enjoyed playing it made it incredibly hard for them because the level of stream sniping was the issue. Yeah. The amount of people that had a lot of people that were literally trying to queue in to go in and kill them made it really, really difficult. And I would completely agree. If it was random, it wouldn't be an issue. But it's the fact that they lose their advantage because there's stream sniping and people trying to get in the same raids. And we know that with Factory being five people map, you can get to any of the spawns within less than a minute of spawning. And the majority of the fights are over in less than a minute. So actually, you know, if you've got four hours to go in the factory and you're being stream sniped for four hours, which is the issue that a lot of the streamers had, it's incredibly grinding because you're literally talking about the potential of doing, you know, upwards of 20 raids every hour if you're going in and dying in less than a minute. And uh, it becomes incredibly soul-destroying. And uh, I know full well that there were people that stopped playing in that tournament because of the level of stream sniping, which is why such a high value and high... Um, esteemed tournament went to the pts public test server and that's the private server that they use to do the competition is the is the private test server public test server so um i kind of feel like it's a huge thing to be able to offer uh people the chance to play on the the private test sorry public test server to do the competition and i think actually it worked really well in punisher 2 with the the labs competition um and they were able to limit the rules as such as well because everyone was given a fresh account everyone was uh, given the same amount of stuff similar to the first one but they only had to compete against other people that had the same stats and money as them so everybody started on a level playing field so there wasn't anyone having to deal with following the punisher rules but then having a hundred stream snipers coming in that weren't fun at po uh, following the punisher rules to try and kill them so i feel like it truly gives them a level playing field and an even chance of winning yeah when they do it on a private server and if i could i do all of my competitions on a single server as i said and if i could have a public a private server i would 100 percent jump at the chance even if i had to do a, put a bit of a financial element into doing it or paying a bit of money to do it i'm sure that everyone would prefer to do that than uh, the way that they currently do it that's my feeling anyway yeah i mean for sure it may be like more entertaining <laughs> um but 
you definitely the more of a direction you go with this esport thing, you you don't want to compromise your competitive integrity. You know, you don't want the inverse could happen. Someone could stream snipe you and just you know be like, oh, I'm a potato, la la la. Don't mind me. I got a slick and a couple GLs for you, friendly streamer. You know, so it's like it really opens up a can of worms. Especially with the invention of the GL. I mean, could you imagine if they did it on Factory now? The amount of people yeah. that would go into with its GL just to wipe out people. I mean. That is how you lose the best of the best from ever competing in your your tournament is is giving out that kind of information and letting people compete against you. That's that's the issue that you have when doing it without the public test servers. But I completely agree. From this is the half the battle is the spectator right. side of it. It was hilarious to watch, <laughs> like seeing somebody running around with a foot armor and a masker hatcheting one of the players to death <laughs> is just brilliant fun. And to be completely honest fair play on that guy who did it constantly but uh, you know it, you, you still have to remember there's a bit of spirit in competition and that's why there's no doping allowed in the olympics and that's why there's none mm. of anything else allowed in any other competition because it's essentially a form of cheating and this is kind of not the player cheating this is the audience cheating to ruin their competition it's like you know going to a, a, a horse race and only opening the first two horses gates and letting everybody else wait for five minutes and then opening it it's, it's kind of it's detrimental to the competition and the end result so uh, letting people have an even playing field there is no way that they can then refuse and rebut against it so for instance punisher 2 tweak stopped playing because he ran out of money and he said that he wasn't prepared to sit there for two hours and run in with a hatchet when he he'd lost he, he knew that he couldn't come back he knew that he didn't have uh, anything that he could do. He'd spent all his money and his only option was to go into labs with a hatchet and he said he wasn't prepared to do that. And that's because, I, I and I kind of agree, it, it wasn't in the spirit of why he joined the Punisher competition. And there's a lot of people that, that shouted out against him giving up and stopping competing. But I think that's, like, did, did not finish. I mean, that's someone that ran out of money and just couldn't continue. I, I completely agree with what he did because I just I don't feel that it would help anyone with him just running around with a hatchet feeding kills to other players, which is essentially what yeah. he said he didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was tough. kind of surprised when I first heard about that, and but then like because I went to go and watch his stream a little bit and like rewind it a bit, and I was like after after sort of seeing a bit of it, I was like, yeah, actually that's that's kind of like fair enough. I mean, yeah. he actually said that he kind of regretted quitting like that, but. Then again, it's. But I get like, why he did it in the right? moment. Like, yeah, what 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 else are you going to do? It's not going to be entertaining if you carry on. Um, and so, and all he would be doing is feeding kills to other players, right. and then he's going to get accused yeah, of advantage to some other people. You know, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. A... I feel like uh, it's just like the entertainment value of the of the tournaments. I feel like because Tarkov's so not esporty, and there's so many. Mm -hmm. You know, you could, there's so much randomness anyway, and that like you can be, you don't know who you're going to be placed against, you don't know which spawns you're going to get, and all this kind of thing. I don't, I'm not sure if it's like, to me, it, it because it's not a, a pure esport in that sense, it doesn't bother me as much. And I'm normally quite purist about this kind of thing, but it, it bothers me much, much less with Tarkov. And I guess, yeah, maybe that's just because of the way the game is and the way it's evolved and kind of like how it is to play it in the first place, in that it's not. It's not very esports. What does it bother you? The, the the requirement to play on pub, like the private servers as opposed to the the public servers and and the entertainment value of it because I think like you you end up with the private servers you end up like because one thing that Tweak actually said that I thought was quite interesting is mm -hmm. that 
Tweak is clearly a very, very good EFT player, right? Like he came. Well, did he come third in the first Punisher or something? You know, like uh, he was ridiculously good. Yeah, like the dude's a monster, right? But he's he come actually, high in evasion as well. Yeah, he said himself. He was like, "I don't play labs all the time." And he was like, "The caliber of the players on labs is absolutely <laughs> out of this world." He was like, "You know, got to hand it to the guys who play labs all day, every day, right? They're, those guys are absolute monsters." And in some ways, I feel like it diminishes slightly. It's quite like it's it's quite fun to see someone like Landmark just turn up and just wipe like five people, right? Like it's if you're against other streamers only, like I it is more competitive, I agree. But I quite like the fact that there's like the wild card thrown in there from the, the public service because it just adds that sort of element. And most of the and the people aren't as good, right? And so even if they're highly geared, it, it was kind of it was kind of like watching um when everyone was doing snowball challenge, right? I absolutely adore adored that because you've got like the people who are like the best in the world at game using absolutely trash kit and killing people anyway because they're because they're that good and i love that right i thought that was amazing so for me i don't know like it's kind of more about the entertainment value than keeping the, the purity of the uh, the esport just because of the I mean, way that the game runs i agree the last comp you played in king of Eve, we had landmark wipe an entire lobby like I was about six, to mention six that. players <laughs> like we, we had him kill six players three teams in one lobby and uh literally he ran through and he was doing the snowball challenge when he did it so um he, he managed to kill one player with a shotgun got his level six armor uh level six uh helmet and a hk and then just ran through the the rest of the uh ran through the rest of the map and so i mean the, I, I have to admit having one server selected is is challenging mm-hmm. and we don't advertise what servers we do in fact we actually act actively try and dissuade people from sharing any information about servers and stuff that we choose because of the point that actually by having one server and one lobby, it's a lot easier to stream snipe. But we, as a spectator, we see a lot of in-tournament fights, which is what people really enjoy seeing. But you still have the wild card entry of those people that aren't in the tournament where a five-man can turn up in your raid and suddenly a two-man is pitched against a five-man and you see some incredible action. Even if they do die, like from a PvP perspective, it's so much more fun to watch um, than anything else and I, I i do agree that the issue with the punisher tournament doing it is the money element so for my element you get a trophy you get a dog tag right it's no my monetary value essentially it's a, a memento it's an achievement but when you're playing for like fifty thousand pounds or fifty thousand dollars whatever the hell it was you kind of got to expect that there has to be some form of um normal uh i can't think what the word is but what what do they have to do with like gambling and stuff? There has to be some sort of regulation to the tournament to ensure that, that everyone starts on an even playing field and that you can't interfere, essentially. Like it has to be played out because there's money on the line. And and I mean, let's face it, if 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 you were playing and uh your last raid, you're in first place, someone kills you with a GL on your last raid that wasn't anything to do with the competition and it means that you slip down a second, how pissed off are you gonna be when you've been winning for the last, you know, three hours and fifty nine minutes? And someone then goes over you. It's kind of it would be soul destroying if they were in the competition. It's fair play, but because somebody came in and used a GL against you randomly as a troll and stream snipe you, it kind of to lose out on money is is much bigger than to lose out on a dog tag. Yeah, I think it's I think it is different when there's money involved. If it's like a you know a big tournament, and it's like people are actually playing for proper cash, then. Yeah. You, yeah, it probably, you know, it is, it is more serious then, and there right. is a, a much stronger argument, I think, for, you know, then it's like as much for the players as it is for 
for the spectators rather than just being for entertainment value it's you know people's real in, you know livings and incomes and then it is a there's a much stronger argument there for regulating things yeah bigger investment so you definitely like you don't want to play a tournament like I was reminded of um, back when Apex Legends was like the hot thing. They did a Twitch Rivals event and they just used like the public servers and they would just like sort of like capture the streamers play. And a lot of people were really upset because I mean, it was for cash prizes, but like the amount of just like RNG you would get because you get people, you know, just randoms. Yeah, You're not competing against other competitors. You're competing against public lobbies. So like, some guy lands and like some dude's like completely new to the game and he just like kills him and gets a free kill and that's a huge huge points. I mean, so for sure, like anytime they have this cash money evolved, the more it like focuses on an even playing field, you know, uh, these dedicated servers. I think it's like it's a good thing. And the devs express interest in in Tarkov esports. Like they think it's interesting, uh, especially which like is Arena where Faceoff comes in. Because that's the point of we don't have cash prizes because I have to fund them and I can't afford cash prizes. Mm -hmm. And so until we get some really nice sponsor, <laughs> Gigabeef, <laughs> who wants to uh, put money up to uh, to become a, a sponsorship and, and provide prizes, everything that we get is is off of my channel. So it's it's through the the my own pocket and and everything that we get donated, essentially. And so I mean I've come up with a whole dog tag system, um, which is a a trophy that I can have made and they're personalized to the winners. Um, and I've got pictures of them and stuff. I've got one in front of me here, but they're essentially just um, dog tags with people's information on. Physical, yeah. And it's it's a it's a physical reminder as to one who they were, but how they did in the competition. So every tournament winner in in face off gets two dog tags. They get their own personalized dog tag, and then they get the face off dog tag that has the the name of the tournament, the place that they came, so first place, and then um, it goes through and it gives them their how many players they killed in any tournament stats that we agree on between us that they want to put on there. So how many points they got, how many um, kills they got and all that kind of stuff. And they get a physical memento for it. And so, I mean, from our perspective, doing a competition every two weeks, it's one, it's manageable for me to be able to give the dog tags out to first prize winners. Um, but it also means that potentially if you came second, you might want to buy your own trophy so that you've got that memento. Um, and it's a physical reminder of how you did, but being doing them so often, I'm kind of seeing the face off as the as the Sunday night competition every two weeks that you're able to sit down and enjoy for a few hours and just watch some good content and good PvP on a different map every single time. And I'm trying to corner the market on not the big events where they do it once every six months or once every year like Punisher or the evasion opens and stuff. It's more the we get the regular, you know, Sunday football, Saturday football as such in Tarkov where we actually have the regular tournaments where people can you know choose to compete but also turn up to watch it doesn't take hours and hours and hours they're either two hours or three hours long depending on on the competition and they're region based and we you know we give out prizes and it's just fun to watch it's just a, a relaxed sunday evening before you have to go back to work on monday and so that's the kind of a way that i like to view it is it's there's something for everyone whether you want to compete in a high level competitive play against some ridiculously good players or whether you just want to sit back and relax and watch something that's really good fun every couple of weeks rather than have to wait every six months. You know, uh, one thing that like I really like about those ones and the fact that there's like the much higher frequency is that people often ask the question, you know, once you get to the highest levels of EFT and you've built out your hideout and all this kind of stuff, it's just like, what is there left to do? Well, this yeah. kind of answers the question, right? Because it's like, well, you've got this thing to look forward to, you know, every every week or every other week, and you know, you can enter 
many times as you like and um and 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 give it and give it a go right and just uh and there's like a as you say it's like kind of like sunday football kind of thing where it's like there's yeah. a, a pool of people there's generally like similar people entering each time it's uh it's it's neat right and it's like it's, it's building the community as well as giving people something to do within within the game because we're kind of you know you're creating yeah. your own rule set that gets applied over the top of, of of the game and people are just sticking to that rule set because they've just agreed to it right it's like it's like you it's like building your own story within the game it's that it's like a, it's a piece of content in, in and of itself um which i think is really i think it's really good i think it's really good for kind of like the the longevity of the game and it gives people something to work towards and it kind of puts a structure and a framework over the end game of of Tarkov, like you know, as, as much as any yeah. of the tournaments do, but given that yours is so accessible, um, it's one of the reasons why I, why I liked it so much um, and thought it was thought it was interesting, as you say, rather than the one that comes every six months. People build up to, which is which is nice, right? And you need in the community, you need both. You need tournaments that people are really hyped about that get you know, built up. People are practicing for, training for that kind of thing, um, and other ones that are you know yeah more accessible and kind of give people something to do, you know, on mm. a kind of biweekly sort of basis, that kind of thing. It's uh, I think it's I think it's well, cool. It's, it's my dream to kind of I, I mean at the moment we've got 16 spaces whether it be eight teams or 16 players depending if it's doubles or solos and that's because that's the hardware that I've got in front of me that's what I can handle to bring a good content and a good production value and um, because I have all of the live streams up at once and I'm able to switch between them all so that we're able to you don't have to click on something we can see what's happening we can go to a multi view and see everybody's perspective and and I want that to increase as my hardware gets better but also to run more uh, events as such. So, for instance, we only have a one EU and one NA competition for each every two weeks. I'd love to, you know, when we start getting a lot more applicants through and we've got more staff and more mod support, the future would be to, you know, add in potentially a couple on a Friday evening and then you do Friday evening and Sunday evening so that if you can't play on the Sunday because all my comps are on Sundays, then potentially on the Friday you could have um, EU1 and NA1 one and then on sunday you have eu2 and na2 and essentially they're they're four individual competitions with four individual winners for each one but it means that you can have a bit of fun and then potentially you start getting into the idea of having heats which we've experimented with where you can have heat one and heat two for eu and uh, then the winners of the top x players go through to the final of eu and stuff so you can start making it into more of a, a league table but the uh the, the one thing that i'm very much aware of is that um from my perspective it takes a lot of admin to be able to do all of this and i wouldn't be able to do any of that on my own i'd have to have a team of people to help organize and do the admin i mean i've already had four pe- uh, teams pull out today that i've had to fill spots for and when someone does it it's not just taking them out you have to change them on all the artwork you have to change them in the uh, scorecard system you have to change them in so many places and it, it it's every time someone drops out it's about half an hour's worth of admin to go through and rejig it so that it's accurate everywhere and when you do that, you know, four times in one day separately, kind of gets to the point where actually you just give up and you just do it at the end of the day and, and you know, it takes a long time. But so the admin is huge. And so by doing a lot more tournaments, we'd need a lot more help to do that. Um, and so from my perspective, it's it's the by doing more tournaments and more regular, um, it's not just myself that I'm also... Um, you know putting the time in it's the people that play it's the people that watch and it's the people that also give us on the day mod support and what i don't want to do is try and get everybody to be in my channel all the time having it work essentially to try and bring something great and it's to try and balance that out so it might be that we might end up changing it so that one month we do a doubles competition and you do heats and then the final at the end of the month 
Um, and it might be that the next month we do the same with solos and so you split it up on a month by month basis. So there's there's lots of ideas floating around on how we can improve it and how we can uh, progress in the future. I think right now we're just going to run this format for a while and see how it runs. And we've got a mod team for EU now and we've got a mod team for NA. So it's only myself and my uh, co-presenter that end up staying on for both competitions. Um, so, it, I mean, on a Sunday, we normally run for around eight hours, nine hours in total um, to get both competitions in and the gap between them and stuff. So um, it's a long time to ask the moderators on the back end to sit and do both competitions. So we're just trying to we're trying to get our uh, onto our feet before we start to run and, and head off to try and beat the big guys. But um, it's definitely a lot of work. So if anyone's listening and wants to get involved in some way or moderate, then uh, please feel free to message me. There is a um, thing in the face-off Discord that allows you to apply to uh, to help. It's a lot of fun. And um, as well, if you moderate on free competitions, um, you, you also get a free dog tag. So if you're a moderator in free competitions, this is something new that I'm bringing in. If you moderate on the back end for free competitions and help out, then I'll, uh, I'll I'll provide you a moderator's dog tag to say thank you. Um, my little sale pitch there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just trying to give some people a way of giving up their Sunday evenings every couple of weeks to try and help because that's the most difficult part is if I'm commentating and running the stream, mm. having people to verify yeah. the scores and make sure yeah, that I can everything imagine. else is fixed is also um, difficult. It's definitely a lot of work. Yeah, I don't I don't envy some of the uh... Some of the admin that you have to do. I mean, you see it as well on Festivities when he's running his, and and uh, it's just it takes a he lot. He He's got BSG. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about a leaderboard and the points because BSG will do all of that for him now. So um, <laughs> he cheats. That's my opinion. <laughs> have either of you two tried a Punisher tryout as of yet? Have you no, given it I don't guy? even know if I can qualify because don't you have to be partnered? No, no you be no. affiliate plus. You, do have, so to be affiliate. you okay. have to be affiliate and you have to record yourself doing an hour on factory and kill as many PMCs as you possibly can. Um, yes. And so people are getting upwards of 40, 50. I think someone might even have got 60. I'm not sure. 60? PMC kills really? an hour. I'm pretty sure I've heard somewhere that someone got 60 or 61 PMC kills. But I, might heard, be wrong. I heard about 50. Um, the 50 well, there's, there's definitely a 56. But, yeah. um, I, wonder why, was I wonder why they did that. I mean, I, I would assume just to sort of like a very it's low... Still playing field. It takes a like, punisher because well, no, of I the meant, price. Field. I meant for like the affiliate plus partner. Because I assume it would have to be to like vet out the people that want to like cheat in the tournament you know that'd be my I think assumption it's just not, nobody's from entering the tournament because part of it is to try and help build part of what pastelli does is he always says he wants to help build content creators and, and mm -hmm. build them up and give them exposure so that's what it is so by being twitch affiliate minimum you're one proving your commitment to to what you're doing and they can go back and look at your streaming history and see what who you are rather than just joe blogs off the street saying i'm gonna yeah. eat la 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 um, so you've got some sort of um, receipt and paper trail as such as to your uh, who you are and what you've been doing. But two, I feel that the reason that they've done it that way as Affiliate Plus is to encourage people to get involved, to encourage streamer growth. But because of the application process, it turns a lot of people and smaller streamers off. Um, and you're able to kind of weed the uh the grass a bit you're able to get rid of some of the the smaller players so i mean it's incredibly tough i tried it last time and completely honest i rage quit 
I just I can't stand running factory, and I hate the idea of having to cod play essentially. Like it, the the style of the tournament might be really good fun, but it's not for me. Like trying to get in and get as many kills as you can in X amount of hours. I mean. I'd just try and go in and get X amount of deaths in as many hours. I can't run and gun <laughs> like these people can. And I, I don't ever pretend that I'm at, the, at their level in terms of play. I recently played in a competition from One Delta Street, and I had a really good time. Uh, myself and my partner, we went to Interchange, and we were the smallest streamers in the group, and we had some really big names like Tweak, etc., playing in the competition. And um, to be completely honest, um, we thought we had done really well. Like, we thought got to be in the top four we smashed this and we we had we wiped every server we you know got tons of kills and out out the point scoring system we had just under 200 points and their highest ever had been like 216 points so we were really really happy with how we did turns out we were dead last and the uh first price uh, first place had doubled our score and it just kind of shows that actually the difference between them and us was that we completed seven raids in the two hour time period and did really well in those seven raids they completed 11, 12, 13 raids in the two-hour time period and did better than us in every single raid. <laughs> so um, from from our perspective, you might be very good at playing Tarkov, but playing in Punisher and playing in the tournaments where you know it matters how quickly you can get in and out of raid and how quickly you can wipe the lobby, actually, it requires a whole different mentality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons that Tweak struggled on labs is because he said that he doesn't play labs all the time, but those labs gamers do, and they literally run through labs all the time. And I think playing in factory is going to bring a whole new different world to it because it's already proven that half these players can play on factory and it's been out. It's the first map in the game. Like everyone knows what it is and it's going to be a great way to send off factory before the expansion comes out. And I kind of feel that there i could never ever rival them so i don't even bother I'm, I'm i don't want to put myself through losing millions of rubles trying to run for and do a application video when i just don't think that it's going to work would you be tempted you? church would you be tempted I, it's not really my cup of tea no no so I mean, maybe one so, day for fun but so i got i got convinced by chat because i was talking about i was talking about it and the thing is right for me like the first Punisher one, I, I did actually, I entered that because I thought, well, you may as well. Didn't get in. And then the second one with labs, a bunch of people were like, oh, you should enter, you should enter. And I was like, there's just absolutely no way that I'm going to enter on, on labs. And fair play to the guys like Airwing, who did actually enter that and clearly had a, a, a very tough time, right? Because it's it's an extremely competitive really tough. with people who are very, very good, right? And so long as you can just go in and not worry about it too much and have fun, then that's fine. And I was talking about it the other day when I was doing my stream last week, and I was convinced that people go, go on, just give it a go, just just see what happens. They like, just try it out because I was kind of playing factory anyway, um, because I was I'm still dabbling with the the COD style play style at the moment. I'm actually having quite a lot of fun with it, so I've just kind of been like doing a bit more of it recently. Um, and so they, yeah, chat convinced me to do, give it a go, and I did. Um, I said, look, I'm I'm probably going to get probably like. 15 to 20 kills something like that i didn't get any kills in the first five minutes um so this i did literally one run so there's a a bunch of people are doing like lots and lots and lots of different test runs for it and picking their best score which is clearly what you should do i've done one and didn't restart it which is what i probably should have done to be honest after i got killed by a guy with an svd right at the beginning um and it took like a while to match into the first two raids and i think i didn't yeah that i got yeah 
yeah, just t- it just took me too long, basically. I didn't get any kills for the first five minutes at all. Um, but overall, I managed. To, I got nineteen on the very on the very first one with a five minute like dead loss time at the beginning, which actually for me I was quite pleased with because I'm you know, I'm definitely not the best FPS player of all time, um, and definitely not the best factory player either. So I was quite pleased to be honest to get nineteen. I would quite have liked to go nineteen 20. is really respectable. Like it, it's it's hard graft getting over fifteen in the hour, and that's that's from me saying that from your normal playstyle, Gigabee. From what I see of what you normally do, you would not be running and gunning. You're a cautious player. I know you never loot, so you're used to that expert element. <laughs> but you're a cautious player, and and you you don't run into something lightly. Whereas the whole format of the Punisher composition and the application is to force you to just run round a corner and hope that you can kill them before they kill you. Yeah, and that exactly. It, it's a exactly. really tough mentality to get into. Yeah, like, and it's very really it's very different. It's very different. But I have. And and this is the thing I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't enjoying it in some way at least and I did actually quite enjoy it because I've been doing a lot more of it recently I think it was when it's it was it all started really when I was doing Punishers five and six and I did both of them just through Factory and I've always liked Factory kind of but never really invested that much time in it and um, I've just been doing yeah more of it recently and with Punisher it's kind of incentivized me to do even more and I've just kind of been enjoying myself and I was test like doing more stuff with the MP7 and just kind of like everything just fitted together and uh I actually had a good time I actually had a good time I might even I might do more of it I might do another one tomorrow or maybe maybe even two I might even do two I might do two tryouts and we'll see because I've got my three hour stream tomorrow so I might do two hour sessions um but I know I know a streamer that does something similar every single time they come on and so british uber um really really nice guy absolutely a lot of time for him as a streamer go check him out but he every time he comes online on his stream his warm-up is to get 20 kills in factory before he's allowed to go off and play another map or with any other <laughs> people and it, it's a huge 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 boon to him because one he's used to running factory so he's, he's particularly good at it um but it warms him up it you know, he gets 20 kills off the bat and then he goes into other maps and there's, and there's no worry about it and stuff. And actually, it gets his PvP to a ridiculously high standard. And you can see the improvement when you go to his watch how he was doing it a few months ago to what he's doing now. Actually, he's so used to being able to shoot around, being able to shoot around corners and, and the kind of the, the meta play style of those quick running people. And that's just what I don't have. And so... I could run and I could do the factory tournament. Last time when I tried it, I got to 22 or 23 with, you know, 10 minutes to spare and, and, and you know, gave it all my all. And then I died twice in a row and that was my time up. Mm. So I'm pretty sure I could get to 30 if I really wanted to try. And I'm sure I could go past it. But you have to have the Cinderella of RNG. And that's the bit that winds me up is it depends on what spawns you get. Because if you don't get a forklift side, you're not going to get those quick kills to get out. You have to run across and that's another minute down. If you uh, are queuing in and you get anything over a minute matching, then, you know, you're wasting time. Like half these people are able to match in less than a minute. And I just don't get that kind of luck. I end up matching for almost two minutes and then you load into the game. So you're talking four minutes for every single raid is the objective with three kills. And I just I hate that kind of RNG and trying to play like that. It's not what Tarkov is, which is what upsets me about that tournament. Yeah, I mean, it can be kind of tough. I mean, I actually had like quite a few. It was weird. A chat did actually say, to be fair, because I was like, well, whatever, because I was just kind of doing like semi-casually anyway. And um, chat was like, you've actually had some really weird spawns because I spawned forklift like 
three or four times and there was literally nobody on my side of the map um so i was either against like some you know a duo who spawns in that like back corner plus someone over by uh, gate zero or like a you know full squad of four or whatever like it was kind of uh, kind of hard but i guess you wouldn't get it if you're playing the actual tournament but it's quite funny because like i don't actually you know i i genuinely don't stand the chance against the guys who are going to be playing in punisher i'm more interested in benchmarking against myself to kind of just see like where i can get to do you know what i mean like it's a, it's a competition for me yeah, against for sure. myself because and i've actually said this on pretty much every podcast that we've done so far this like since we since we started in that this wipe for me is a wipe about self-improvement because i know enough about the game i know how to make money on my pmc you know you can get like fabulously wealthy but that's not necessarily making me better as a player and so i'm, I'm spending more time this wipe thinking about me where my deficiencies are and trying to improve myself um, and what are they what have you been trying to do well, there's certain maps um, which I'm very bad at. You, you're probably quite aware that I'm a terrible at interchange, like absolutely <laughs> god awful at interchange. Best um, map at the moment. So I'd like to, I'd like still like to get better at interchange, but I've only done a bit of it, and I got sidetracked with this whole factory thing. And then, um, yeah, some of the like, yeah, the, the proper sort of yeah, hardcore, close range fast style of pvp which is really what i'm working on at the moment with it and it just fits nicely into the fact that there's the punisher going on and i said i was you know, making a factory video and that kind of thing and it's uh it's kind of ended up quite nicely and i wanted to get better at reserve as well um the reserve's a tough one for me it's not that i i actually quite like the map and the map's not i feel like reserve is weird because it's like it's easy to learn and hard to master I think. Yeah. I think it's I think yeah. it's definitely yeah. one of those type of maps. Because interchange I just find it's just hard, really hard just the whole time. It's hard to learn, it's hard to master, the whole thing's difficult. I I just struggle. Whereas reserve, it's kind of like I kind of know the whole map. Sort of, but not like in depth. You know what I mean? And so because of that, it's like you get shot out of like random angles where you're not quite expecting it and that kind of thing. Um yeah. which is another reason why I've enjoyed playing factory, because you can you can kind of control everything because you pretty much know like the entire map pretty much piece by piece every corridor every angle every corner and it's quite formulaic when you go through because it's like i have to cover this angle and then this angle and there's a guy who might be sat behind here and then i've got to pre pre-put my cursor here and you can because there's less things to think about i, I find on interchange i get a bit overwhelmed because there's so much to try and do yeah um, whereas on factory it's like i can focus on certain specific elements and i don't have to worry about the map and i don't have to worry about yeah. you know certain angles to cover or whatever because it's like smaller and there's less to do so that's that's kind of what i'm that's what i'm trying to do really that's what i'm trying to do oh that and become a rampant bitcoin speculator um which is anybody who's followed my <laughs> i've just got a vast growing speculative i've seen your uh, tweet of bitcoins which i think is probably over 40 mil now in i mean in it was round. almost up to uh 800k last night it would have been a great time to sell it all it would have so clearly i kept it all um <laughs> <laughs> i mean I've been trying to use full auto. So I'm a, a semi fire gamer. I'm terrible at full auto. And so this wipe, I've been trying to get better with full auto. And I am definitely one of these people that will uh, shoot a 60 round mag and get one or two shots on target <laughs> because I'm just terrible at doing it. And so I've been trying to get better at it. And so as part of that, I've been running a lot more red dots and holographics than scopes because I'm, I, I always ran the Valde and uh, or the alcan and so i've been using a lot more uh, holographics and stuff and now i'm kind of in that point where i'm not amazing with a holographic and a red dot and full auto but i'm now really rusty at anything with a scope 
So I kind of, um, I, I used to be a great player with semi-auto guns and now I can't say I'm great at anything except dying. So I'm in that hard part now where I've got to kind of work out what I want to do because I miss using the ADA. I love the ADA. It's one of my best guns. Um, and I, I feel a... like you spend so much on ammo when you run full auto and I yeah. waste it. <laughs> I had a very interesting chat a while back um, with somebody in my own chat about that and about why running an ADAR versus an M4 can actually be quite a good thing. Um, because I said, look, well, you always want to have the ability to full auto shortly. Like, why would you give that up? And it only costs you 12,000 rubles or something to upgrade to to get that full auto. And his argument was that actually what, knowing that it isn't there changes the way that you take engagements and then end up fighting because like i kind of ended up agreeing with him because like i do use it as a crutch sometimes and you know you're just like oh i'm not quite sure what to do so i'll just hold down left click until the man goes away um but you know if you if you are aware keenly in the back of your mind that you don't actually have the ability to full auto then you're going to be much more inclined to try to place your shots and try to actually go for that headshot specifically rather than just like spraying as you say 30 60 rounds at a dude and just try to you know snag a random headshot I thought it was an interesting thing about the psychology of it, even though it's objectively better to have full auto as an option because the guns are the same otherwise, right? You can just keep it on semi if you wanted to. But that psychological aspect of knowing that you don't have full auto can change the way that you play. And um, I thought, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. I did. I think it's definitely got merit. I, I don't know what you think, Ghost, but I think that's definitely true. If you know that you're not full auto, you're going to choose your engagement a bit more careful than just running around the corner blindly yeah i mean i was just um, thinking i was playing some woods earlier and like my like i'm like i'm really bad at sniping i noticed because you have to like a be patient and b you have to make your shot count you know like you have to hit him in the head if you want to especially if you're using a bolty and like my previous like plus like with tarkov like how it's just like you know you can just pull out of people um that plus just like playing a lot of like Counter Strike clones when I was younger and being used to being like, as long as I hit him in the from the legs and up anywhere, they're gonna die. You know, it's like one hit kill. So like that, it's like so instinctive for me just to like see something and like move my mouse and click. You know, and um, so yeah, that's I like sniping's frustrating for me because I'm bad at it to be quite honest with you. Sniping is hard in Tarkov though. I will I will say you know between. People kind of moving around and and the player movement, you know, people are a long way away and there's lots of obstacles and people mm -hmm. move about. You know, people turn at the last second or they they crouch <laughs> so at the last moment. And you shoot over the top of their head and that kind of thing. It's like um, they're standing still, they're looking, and I line it up and they start moving. It's like, oh my god, I should have shot sooner. I should have done this. You start like questioning stuff. It's like, oh, it's a sick cycle. <laughs> oh yeah, I did actually have a completely random question that I wanted to ask you. It's like completely in um, on topic and in vogue right now. Mm -hmm. Which armband gang are you in? <laughs> yes, maybe. Let's go. This Yellow gang. I'm I'm the naked man. I don't have one on at the moment Even because no I haven't found gang. a I haven't found a Twitch rivals armband, so I don't want to don <laughs> one before I've got all of the choices of what I can make. Well, I'm definitely. I, a I force blue for the competition, so everyone has to wear blue for my comps. I'm definitely a Twitch rivals um, armband guy. I have a, I have a, I have one though. You know, I have a second one. 
I have. I mean, Mister, I've got forty million Listen. rubles sat in Bitcoin and two Switch <laughs> rival armbands that are worth like a hundred mil each. Like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I quite, easily I get money because I could have traded one for a green key card the other day um, on the flea. And when I last looked, I was like, oh, I wonder if this, you know, now that everyone's talking about armbands, I wonder if the price has gone up at all. And now you have to trade two for a green key card. I was like, no, that's not fair. My I God, mean, so. you could get. I think I, the worst I saw was um, free thick item cases for a Twitch rivals, and that's someone insane. did it. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> I can't really? wrap my head around it. An armband. But I mean, I mean in fairness, I was going to say, in fairness, Battlestate have done it because they've, they're now non-lootable. So people love it. Like People want it. I can't wait for a cosmetic hat not to be lootable. So you can start wearing Santa hat all year so, right, You have to get the armband from the scav case. Is that how you get it? Yeah. Or okay. from, um, you can find them on scavs as well, but it's incredibly rare. Okay. I believe. Yeah, thing, but, like, and I agree with it, right? It's like, it is quite funny when you see the trades up there for like, as you said, like the three thick cases or something, because like you can only get one finding raid thick now, I think. And so it's, uh, I always mm. find it hilarious when you have those like trades that are not even possible up on the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. It's, it's, it's ridiculous what people are trying to, to get for it and stuff. And I think the, um, the point being that actually thick cases and stuff are, are less desirable at the moment. People seem to be spending all of their money on, gpus to get their bitcoin farm to 50 and then stuff like twitch rivals or keys um kind of feel like the the, the rush to get your uh, gpu farm up to level 50 i uh, sort to 50 max gpus is huge just because of how much they're worth like everyone wants free bitcoins a day because it's you know the best part of the 21 uh, 2.1 mil a day exactly. for free for doing nothing i think it's they've um I think they increased the graphics card crafting time again as well. There's like another point. Yeah. I, think, I thought they uh, might have earlier. I think it's now 80 hours. Um, I don't really know why. I mean, when... it felt like it took longer. They also fuel went up a little bit. It used to be like 142. Now it's like 152. Yeah. Not that it makes any difference, right? It makes no practical difference. So I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not sure what the deal is there. But, but we'll see. We'll see. Have you heard about the uh, the general... I didn't realize this, but there's actual people that are starting wars between white and I think it's red and Twitch rival armbands. Like there's actual factions growing within the communities of people that are siding with these armbands. Yeah, I think it's funny. And going in five mans and trying to find other people with other armbands and stuff like it's a whole new form of the game. Like PMC, scavs, no cultist doesn't matter anymore. Armbands is the way to go. (laughs) Exactly. They thought it was Usec versus Bear, but. No, <laughs> I, I think Definitely it's the armbands. I think it's Red pretty cool because they um they made that change a while ago where you could armbands were unlootable, and we haven't really yeah. seen like the like where was that change heading towards? So it's like really interesting. I mean, maybe that's coming with the Black Division or something, but it's just it's very interesting how they made that change, and now just like it's this means first... going, you know, yeah. it's just like it's it's super interesting. It's their first step into microtransactions for customizable characters but it's not microtransactions in the sense you have to buy them you have to earn them which i like but it's the point being that it's the first step in like obviously you can buy all of your uniforms from ragman and you can get your um killer outfit from running and killing a killer a hundred times and paying a lot of money six mil to get the tracksuit but it's the kind of first one where you can get randomly by chance and it's unlootable and it's kind of like the 
the trophy of look i've got one on type situation and so i'm interested to see what they start doing with that similarly to other things like you've you've got the silly task to do killer's uh, tracksuit but potentially you might be able to start finding clothes while in raid and looting them and being able to bring them back i'd quite like to you know not to have specific spawns one thing i've always wanted with uh, tarkov is completely random spawns so there isn't a spawn point for graphics cards it could spawn anywhere at any point in any of the stores in interchange you have to search them to get it and i'd love for them to do something like that with cosmetic items almost that you could potentially find them somewhere in in interchange or in a shop or something and you could pick it up and take it out and either sell it or wear it or whatever i don't know just as long as they don't do microtransactions that you have to pay for or loot boxes i'm fine or a season I pass i don't oh think they God. would i don't think they I would hope not. yeah i've always been a fan of the idea of doing of much more dynamic loot i don't mind there being like tiers of loot like oh this is a low tier loot spawn this is a medium tier this is high tier like that's fine that's completely okay um but yeah they're just like making a bit more a bit more variable would be nice so that people are yeah. just like run exactly the same spot and like 90 oh, percent of the stores in interchange have basically zero loot spawns yeah like which is a shame so much potential <laughs> it is indeed it's, it's a big shame it's a big shame well should we wrap it up here was there anything else you guys want to talk about any closing thoughts uh i don't i don't think so i think that's I think that was everything that I had on on my agenda. How long have we been running? I've I don't I don't have it up because I've not had one hour and fifteen minutes odd. Okay, okay. Well, that's probably perfect to wrap it up then. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm good anyway. So cool. thank you very much, guys, for having me. And if anyone Thanks wants to on. compete in a face off tournament or anything like those uh, like that, I'm sure you'll be able to uh, get the link in the description below. Cheers, Church, uh, and you'll be able to uh, join up to the face off Discord and be able to uh, come and compete and uh, enter with your chance to win your very own personalized Tarkov dog tags, which are available for sale. Yeah, for uh, audio <laughs> listeners, where can they get? Where can they go to get the information for this? Where's the best? Um, on which bit <laughs> on the uh, to sign up for a tournament? Yes, yes. So the best place to go to would be to. Uh, Go to. Oh, that's a really good question for audible listeners. So probably my uh, Discord, my Twitch channel, to to self promote, just because there's an easy way of getting to the Discord. But essentially, um, I'll I'll give you a link to the Discord, the Twitch as uh, the face off Discord for you to put into the link below. So it's probably the easiest way, and it's a never expiring link, so you can just join through the uh, in the description below this video. And uh, when you come in, say hello. And there's a lot of people waiting to uh, say hello back. And for the avoidance of doubt, that's shifty underscore TTV underscore. Thank you very much. Yeah, don't on, forget on that Twitch. last underscore. And I have played in in, in uh, Shifty's face-off tournaments, and I can attest they are fun. So <laughs> We have one this Sunday on the 14th, and we have one on Sunday the 28th as well. So the solo comp on the 28th has still got um, applications open and will do for the next four or five days. So if you want to join... There's uh, applications open and the link will be in the description below. And if you want to come along and watch shifty underscore TTV underscore on Twitch on Sunday at 7 p.m. GMT for the first raid of the EU competition. There we go. Excellent. Cool. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your week and take care. Have a good one. Bye for now. Bye.